Hey, good morning, my friends. Skip here. It is a very toasty June 4th, 2023. It is about 11 minutes before 8 o'clock. It's a Sunday. Uh, my family are scattered to the wind. Uh, my wife and my oldest son still at home. Uh, they are at a conference. My youngest son is with relatives, so I'm here. And it's been a couple days since I've given a podcast. I, I got to be honest with you, I'm, I'm struggling with the summertime schedule. And I'm struggling with understanding, you know, uh, the the statistics that I've been given about who's listening and, and when and how. And so uh, trying to give you listeners some space, trying to find some time. Uh, that works for me to do this. One thing I can tell you about life is it's always changing, isn't it? Um, and that's a good thing. So I want to want to talk about how we think, how we perceive today. But I want to do that by starting with a little experiment. And so, you know, if you're driving, please be careful. But I want you to just look around. Look around and ask yourself, how do I know this is real? Sort of that philosophy 101 first question in class, your freshman year in college, right? How do you know the chair is real? I want you to think about not only how you know it's real, what you're looking at, but I want you to think and ask yourself, do I process what I'm seeing in a way that is spiritual? Let me say that again. How do I know things are real? And do I process this in a way that is spiritual? Let's talk about those two things. Well, most people would say, well, of course it's real. The chair is real. The tree is real. I'm looking at uh, and, you know, that's okay. Uh, the thing about that philosophical question is it, it doesn't get answered, and that's philosophy is ongoing questioning, and that's a good thing. Uh, I know things are real because I am experiencing them myself. For me, anyway, what makes things real is that they are tangible, that I can go out and touch the tree in my backyard. Physically, it's there. I see it. The bigger question for me is the second part of the question. Is, do I perceive what I am seeing? Do I perceive the data, the, the, the visual cues, the, the auditory cues, the, the tactile feeling? Do I... Do I perceive that in a spiritual way or do I perceive it in a way that is already programmed? And that's, I believe, where the real philosophical, spiritual question really arises. Uh, How do I process the reality I find myself in? Now, I will tell you, a lot of people would simply say, and, and I mean a lot of people, <laughs> would simply say, 
Well, the tree's the tree. The chair's the chair. The cat on the floor and the dog in the chair, they're there, and I know they're there, and that's enough, and I'm going to move on. And I'm going to move on. Or, uh, you know, let's say someone holds a door open for you or, or gives you a, a gift of, I don't know, gives you the gift of forgiveness or something. And you seem somewhat satisfied and you say, well, that's a good thing. Now let's go on and live life. The way we're programmed, my friends, to perceive reality is to compartmentalize things, is to dismiss what, what may be deeper, what may be more tangible. And we dismiss it because we're so busy living a practical life. I'm sitting here staring at four baskets of clothes that I need to fold. And I'm going to put my head down here in a few minutes, and I'm going to start folding clothes. It's a very practical thing. You probably have to do the same thing. But isn't life more than that? And that's really the question here. Isn't life more than, you know, the trip to the store that I'm going to take later? Uh, Isn't life more than uh, mopping the floor? Isn't life more than punching the time clock? Isn't life more than, you know, the the occasional night out with the friends or with your partner. No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things. We got to do those things. I got to fold that laundry. But the spiritual question is always that we should know that there's more. The, the compulsion, the, the thing that drives us to understand ourselves spiritually is that internal idea that there's more. Now, I have to say this. I think everyone has that internal notion that there's more. I don't think very many people dig into that. I think especially people who are very satisfied with their life are willing to just, you know, maybe have that flash of inspiration where they realize there's more and then ignore it. I think I was that way for many years, as a matter of fact. Um, so how we perceive, how we process what we perceive is what I'm talking about. Do we see that there's something deeper? Do we, do we, do we explore that deeper part of reality? And, and when we do, where does that lead us? Well, the fact that I have realized on some level, and you'd have also probably, that there's more to reality is, is a good thing. But what we're going to run up against when we understand that is we're going to run up against some heavy programming, some heavy conditioning about what we were taught about reality. And where those two things bump into each other, smash into each other at times, that's where spirituality happens. Spirituality, for me anyway, is not an affirmation of an already set of uh, institutional beliefs or individual beliefs. Uh, You're entitled to believe what you want to believe, but spirituality happens outside of that notion. 
that so many people seek a religion or seek a, a way, of, I'm using air quotes, of being spiritual by trying to just affirm or reaffirm already established beliefs. When in fact, spirituality, I think the mystics put this nicely, uh, the, you know, the, old, the old Catholic mystics from the Middle Ages would talk about the dark night of the soul. You know, those moments when we don't understand, those moments of confusion, those shadow moments that call us out of how we perceive reality. Those moments are the moments of, of real spirituality. And they're hard and they're difficult. Because what we want to do is we are trained to, we are, we are programmed, we are conditioned to look at the reality around us, to make sense of it, to put it in a context, a category, a compartment, and then to move on to the next thing we perceive. And the way we do that, at least in our mind as humans, efficiently, is we draw upon what we already know or what we've already been taught to compartmentalize, to justify, to rationalize so that we can just keep moving on to something. I contend, and finding meaning is most certainly about the fact that that cycle has to be broken. Not just is what I'm seeing real has to be asked, and how do I know that, but by what way am I perceiving it, by what way am I categorizing what is real? Let me see if I can't give you an example. Let's say someone's bitter. Someone's full of hate. And they go through life and they're negative, they're cynical. We've all met these kind of folks. The reality that they're perceiving is being put into the context, the process of that hateful, cynical notion, that hateful, cynical concept of what life is. And so they can be staring at the same thing as you. Uh, let's say you're looking at a sunrise and you're with your friend who's cynical and hate-filled. What you see is hopeful. What they see is just another hot day, another day of drudgery, another day of, of unmet expectations. Now, you're perceiving the same thing that is real, but you're processing it through different filters, different compartments, different understandings of reality. Now, trust me, I'm no, I'm no rose-colored glasses kind of guy. Uh, life can be really hard. But it is how you perceive it's how you process. It's how you produce those three Ps that I've talked about so many times. It is the mechanism by which you take the data that you're receiving and you program it in. Uh, take the same scenario. Uh, two people uh, watching a sunrise. Uh, one's an extremely religious person. The other's an atheist. Both see it as beautiful. 
but one gives credit to an anthropomorphic human-type God. The other just thinks it's beautiful nature. Two very different people, two very different ways of understanding reality, processing reality, and then producing that reality. Now, the thing is this, that we have to even go beyond that to do real spiritual work because there are, there is many truths beyond our perception that that we're not aware of. I'm certainly not aware. And the further down this path I go, I got to be honest with you, my friends, the more I realize I don't know, the more I beginning to see that there's a vast scope of reality that is unseen by the human perceptive mechanism. So the question, again, is how do you know what is real and what you're seeing, by what filters do you put that through? By what perception, by what perceptive mechanisms do you understand the reality you are in? And then you're talking about things like what do you believe? And is what you believe true? Uh, or is it just passed down from generation upon generation? What, what, what do you hold as valuable? What do you hold as not? What kind of judgments do you have of yourself and others? All of these questions come out if you're honest about exploring those two questions. And my friends, my brothers and sisters whom I adore, hear me. <laughs> That's spiritual work. You know, tidying up, tying things in a neat bow, uh, having things all work out at the end like a great Hollywood movie is not spirituality. That's some sort of fantasy. Often religion produces that because the object of religion is to make it to heaven or to make it to nirvana or what have you. But real spirituality is, is that on, for me, is that ongoing question about how I process the world I'm in. So let me end with this. That's, that's, for, you to, that's for you to explore. Those questions are for you to ask yourself. I can tell you that there is an, there is a, I don't want to use the word end, result to spirituality, because I'm not sure it ends. But what does anchor us is love. If love is a part of our perceptive mechanism, then I believe we are on a truly healthy path. We may be in different places. We may be in different ways of understanding reality. But if love is in the mix, then I think we're, we're on the right path and the right journey. Uh, the hateful, cynical friend who sees everything in a negative way probably doesn't have love in the mix. And, and they'll flounder and just pass through life believing that there's nothing more than what they see and there's nothing more important than what they feel and their beliefs are really the only ones that count. And I know that sounds cynical for me to say that, but I'm telling you, my friends, the majority of this world thinks that way. The question then becomes, 
How about you? So there you go. There's your Sunday uh, podcast. I'm going to start folding laundry. <laughs> and I, I hope you have a good day. I'm going to get back to you in a couple days. Uh, and uh, I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.